and welcome to this special edition of Salt and Light Radio. I'm Pedro Guevara Mann, and I am in the Middle East. We traveled to the Holy Land with a group of uh, Catholic journalists to experience um, various Christian ministries and to meet Christians in the region, as uh, we sometimes forget that there are Christians in the Middle East. In fact, there have been Christians in the Holy Land for 2,000 years. And so we traveled here to prepare ourselves for the Synod, the upcoming Synod of Bishops who uh, that will be focusing on the Middle East. The trip was sponsored by the Catholic Near East Welfare Agency, which is the pontifical agency of the Vatican that helps the uh, missions uh, or the, the work of the churches in the Middle East. And so here we are in the Holy Land and we begin in Jordan. I'm here with Michael La Civita, pronouncing your name right, That's who's right. Our, our fearless leader of this group. Uh, Michael is the you're the communications director yes. for uh, the Catholic Near East Welfare Association, Correct. which is a pontifical agency. Anyway, I guess I should just be asking you what it is, sure. rather. So if you can explain to us a little bit about what Kanewa is and what what your work is. Sure. Thank you for having me. Uh, Catholic Near East Welfare Association, or it's also known simply as CNEWA, is an agency of the Holy See, or a papal agency, that was founded in 1926 to work, uh, well, several things. Originally to work with refugees, um, which is something that we continue to do, to work and to support the Eastern churches and all of their different activities, to work for Christian unity, and to educate people in the West about the churches and peoples and cultures of the East. So the, when you say support the people of the East, or support, not specifically supporting Christians, right? Well, not exclusively. We do two things. Almost all of the work that we do is, we're, not unlike, we're unlike many aid agencies in that we don't don caps and fly into a country and do some yeah. good work and then leave. We exist absolutely almost entirely um, to support the local community in place so we're invisible we empower local religious uh, clergy uh, laity and all of their institutions principally institutions of the eastern churches so those apostolic activities are very diverse they range from uh, a cooperative in lebanon uh, that that is entirely Christian, but uh, needs assistance in in maintaining or developing uh, agricultural feeder roads. We support Bethlehem University in the occupied West Bank. We support um, parishes, parish structures from Iraq through Lebanon in supporting catechetical activities. Uh, Catholic schools, grade schools, Orthodox schools, Orthodox grade schools in, in Jordan. So the activities are all diverse, but what unites all of them is the fact that they are works of the Eastern churches, whether Catholic or Orthodox. Now, can you explain to me why, if it's a pontifical agency, why are you based in New York? Well, um, it's sort of historical, um, for historical reasons or, or reasons that date back. Um, in 1926 is our official founding, but actually we 
were founded much earlier after the First World War, specifically to work with Greek refugees and Armenians and Chaldeans, ironically, who had been expelled from the Turkish Empire after Ottoman Turkey had had fallen apart. And there were all these refugees in Constantinople and and um, and there was a local Greek Catholic bishop who didn't know what to do and he looked for support and Europe was completely devastated by the First World War and the money and the people and the interest was in the United States at that time. So uh, the papacy founded this organization. It is a Vatican entity with its administrative center in the Vatican or in Rome, but originally its first office was in New York. That's where our primary, um, like our, our administrative center, nerve center is. But now we have a, an office set up in Ottawa that's been um, under the helm of Carl Etu for about six years now, and the Australian bishops have asked us to, uh, to form an office there. And actually, they've asked us to form something in, in Italy uh, a fundraising organization in Italy as well. Okay, so fundraising being the key, presumably that a lot because the funds are coming from North America, it makes sense to have offices in Canada. Yeah, the funds. The, mm, mm, yes, the funds are coming in from North mostly. America, mostly. Uh, yes, North Americans are exceptionally generous. Continue to be even with the recession, uh, 2008, 2009. Uh, as we know, in the United States and Canada, our stock markets are devastated, etc. You know, we've been in a recession, and yet, um, thanks to our donors in both countries principally, uh, we raised more money than we, than we had raised previously, uh, exceedingly generous. So uh, it's a grace from God, of course. European funding agencies, we work with Europeans as well, uh, they work through us and with us, particularly in the Middle East, and they're very generous, but the vast majority of, of, uh, of funds come from, from North America. And the role of, of our agency isn't just to raise money, but it's to educate. Because these, the countries and cultures that we're speaking of, it's sort of like reciprocity. You know, this is where the church, we're, right now we're in Amman, we're in Jordan. We're about 50 miles from Bethlehem, you know, where, where Christ was born. Uh, this is where the first Christians you know, developed. It's where the church was, was born as well. Um, these, these communities, these churches have, have a lot to offer us. Uh, about our faith, about what it is to be a Christian, survival, etc. So it's an act of reciprocity. We have a lot to teach them. Thank you very much, Michael. I know that we'll have lots of other opportunities sure. to speak throughout the next uh, week or so. Great. Michael Lachivita, Communications Director for the Catholic Near East Welfare Association. Thanks a lot. Thank you. You're listening to a special edition of Salt and Light Radio. I'm Pedro Guevara, man from the Holy Land. We're going to be listening to some music from the album I Believe. This is a live recording from the world premiere of this uh, new oratorio titled I Believe, a Holocaust oratorio for today. It is uh, written and composed by Zane Zalis. And uh, the first movement is called The Beginning.
That was The Beginning from Zane Zalas's new oratorio, I Believe. You're listening to a special edition of Salt and Light Radio. I'm Pedro Guevara Man. We're in the Holy Land. Right now we're in Jordan, which is also part of the Holy Land as is Lebanon, Syria, and Egypt, as well as Israel, Palestine. We're in Jordan, and we're learning about the plight of Iraqi refugees, uh, Iraqi Christians who've been displaced because of the war, and many of them are refugees in Jordan. So I'm here with uh, Father Raymond Musali. He is the, see if I get this right, you're the Chaldean Patriarch Vicar for Jordan. Okay, so that means that you are the really the only priest for all the Chaldean Catholics in Jordan. Most of them, or all of them, are Iraqis, is that correct? Yes, that is right. So why, why, who are these Chaldean Iraqis that are coming to Jordan? There is families, uh, metal groups uh, coming here, uh, in two, two steps we have before 2003 and after 2003. Uh, you know the situation in Iraq is very bad now situation. We don't have good uh, security and peace and a lot of uh, leaving their countries because uh, kidnapped or somebody assassination or somebody uh, you don't have job to work and uh, the youth can make something with Muslims and arrive in Jordan for take uh, uh, way to resettlement of another countries in Europe, state or Australia, Canada. Now would you say that, the, that these Iraqis are in, in this situation since the war? Since the invasion? Yes. This is Iraqi since its invasion. And before, when Saddam was in power, things were different because at least there was security for them. Yes, it was a military service for them to make war against Iran eight years and the, uh, against the Kuwait invasion of Kuwait is another war. And the Yossi said, why we are here? We like to go to be good people and uh, like to peace. You know, we don't like the war. Right. This is the reason why a lot of uh, living Iraq under Saddam Hussein regime. So you have 5,000 people, parishioners, yes. in, this, in this one parish, a Sacred Heart. Um, what are some, some of the issues that these uh, Iraqis are dealing with that you have to help them with? We have different activities here in the church we make for them. Uh, we have uh, first things, um, liturgy and the faith, takes the faith as a gospel, the word of the God. And the voice of the church, what happened in their families. We are opening different programs, uh, English courses, catechism, uh, Aramaic language, mother language of their church. And we have uh, a lot of uh, visital, visit work uh, and pastoral work with them. And to take uh, easy with them. We don't take heart with them. Right. Um, other than... So a lot of them, you were telling us earlier that a lot of them um, have psychological Trouble. stress, troubles or divorce. Um, what are some of those other problems that you might have to help them with? We have uh, important thing to give there as a hope. No, important to take the hope of the church. You don't... Uh, uh, um, no, no, is always remember the, their faith, their sons. Uh, we give them the psychology troubles. Uh, this is a consequence of the war, no? Yes. Uh, we have father here, mother, another countries, uh, children here, children another country. We have the different things uh, to take. Uh, why we are here? 
we have we have this new countries and new mother uh, countries for you you must learning you must teaching you must take everything with your life okay. and the divorce is bad for us we the church don't accept these things we have a lot of separation from wife and husbands uh, maybe material things, uh, financial troubles, or uh, relative uh, don't good, right. and money you don't have money for arrange it about their life. This is the troubles we have. Um, I know you're busy, and I'm going to just have one more question. What message would you like to give the people in North America about the plight of the Chaldean Iraqis? Uh, before uh, first thing we said to them. Uh, we must prior for us and opening the eyes, good eyes, where is the voice of God is here. We are suffering a lot. We have a lot of people suffering. Uh, we have a lot of people leaving their houses and countries and job and business for nothing, for the ignorance. We pray for American, uh, North America people to help these people to opening the eye, uh, hands very good mm -hmm. and give the money and give the uh, hands, check hands for us and give, yes. uh, we are with you always. Yes. Well, thank you very much. Abuna Musali, Father Raymond Musali, he's the vicar for the Chaldean Patriarch in Jordan. Thank you, Pedro. Thank you very much. God bless you. You too. Always. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159 and XM 117. So I'm here with Falah Mati. She's been helping the, the Franciscan missionaries of, of Mary here, working with Iraqi refugees. You're an Iraqi refugee as well? Yeah, yeah, I am from the Iraqi refugees. How long have you been in Jordan? Six months, nearly. Six months? Yeah, yeah. And can you tell me a little bit about the situation of Iraqi Iraqis refugees in Jordan? Why do they come here? Uh, they come here because Iraq is not safe, no more. Um, I can say especially Christian, they are, they are not safe. Uh, Muslims also have problems, their problems, but uh, we as uh, a less number of people, we have issues uh, uh, since the beginning of the history of Iraq, but uh, at the last uh, government, we were um, better. Uh, when uh, the war came and uh, uh, the things were uh, not good. Uh, they began to kill people. Uh, we, as for myself, I didn't want to go out of Iraq. I stayed there uh, nearly five uh, years. We said, uh, okay, the next year will be better. The government will set up and everything will uh, came back. We think that of it. But uh, we said that, no, the, uh, the situation becomes worse and the threatening come to our children, not only on us. I can't send my boy to school. I can't send him because I don't know what, who will kidnap him and say, oh, come and give us money, not also get, taking money and said, okay, take your boy. They may kill, take money and kill people. So at last, uh, my husband had uh, an alcoholic store, and they came after us. Uh, seriously came after us. Uh, first time they um, beat my husband, saying, uh, "You are uh, 
what we said, without religion, go out. It is an Islamic land. Don't stay here. My husband said, okay, it's uh, not the last uh, thing. We will stay and uh, they think will be, the situation will be better in Mosul. We live in Mosul. Yeah, and uh, it was worse. At last they said, if you don't close the store, we will uh, kill your children. And uh, you, are, you have the choice. And what is the choice? To leave our home and land and come here, became refugees. It's very difficult to us. Uh, last year I couldn't uh, put my children in school, but now because Sister Warda helps us, we could uh, put him in a good school, in a Christian school, they have education. Yani we are, uh, uh, let me say it, uh, we don't have only our children in this uh, world. And if we think that our children will be not safe in a place, we will sacrifice everything to make him live in a safe society, in a safe place. They have, they have the right to have education and they have the right to be happy. They don't have to be in a prison, in a house. Don't go out. Don't go out. They will kill us. Okay, I, at the last stage, I said it to, him, to them. Uh, they became afraid. Oh, mom, don't say that. I said, okay, let me tell you, not going out without mom and dad being with you. So we lived in a, something um, psychological. Uh, me and their dad were uh, stressed. Now we have problems, but we are relieved. Yeah. So the work that the sisters do here, can you tell me a little bit about what, the, what is it, the, work, the help that you're getting from the sisters? first time I came here, uh, we have uh, praying with uh, Sister Warda. Um, not, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but uh, it was uh, a spiritual relief. She came, she said, God is with us, you have problems, but God is with, with us, we help you. And uh, everything you need, uh, come to me and say it. Uh, it is uh, very beautiful. They pray here, uh, even every school, every, uh, sorry, every week is uh, very uh, helpful. Yeah. And today? And, uh, she make a camping and we participate in this camping. It was great. The children were very happy. They said, we don't, go, we don't want to go back to home. We want to stay in the camp. They loved her. Uh, her job was great. And today, the little crowns, can you tell us a little bit about what they did with the flowers? Yeah, uh, we think uh, to make the children uh, say, uh, to make the children think that God is with us. Wherever we go, God is with us. And uh, He uh, protects us and uh, give us even uh, food and uh, clothes okay and as he uh, make this beautiful uh, beautiful uh, nature he will take care of us we are uh, his uh, be benefit creatures yeah. yeah so then they made crowns that look like flowers yeah. to remind them that if God if God yeah take as he take care of flowers uh, he will take care of his human beings. He loves them very much.
Well, thank you, Fala. Thank you for talking to us, and I hope God will continue taking care of you and you, the Iraqi people here thank in, you in for Jordan. Your efforts. Thank you. You're listening to a special edition of Salt and Light Radio. It's heard on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159 and XM117. It's also heard on the internet at saltandlighttv.org slash radio. I'm Pedro Guevara Man. We're in the Holy Land. And here now is I Have a Name from Zane Zalas's oratorio, I Believe.
That was I Have a Name from Zane Zalas' Oratorio, I Believe. I'm Pedro Guevara Man. You're listening to a special edition of Salt and Light Radio from the Holy Land. We are now in Jordan, and we are traveling to the town of Madaba, where the oldest remaining map of the Holy Land still exists. So I'm here with Raed Bahu. He is the regional um, director, director for, for, for uh, Catholic Near East uh, um, Welfare, Association. Welfare Association, the Pontifical yes. Missions, right? Yes. And we're here in uh, Madaba. Madaba. What's yes. the name of the church? Uh, St. George. George Church. St. George Church. Yes, it's one. Uh, it's the most important church, Orthodox Church in Jordan. It's located in Madaba. It's a touristic city uh, in Jordan. This map is very important. Actually, the history was written in this area because of this map. Okay, so the map now, when you're talking about a map, can you just describe it? So yes, the map, when you enter the, the church, the map is very old mosaic map. You can see the pillars, the map is go through the pillars. Sometimes you will see some of it is under the carpets. Uh, it's reserved as it is as it was built. Mm -hmm. This church was rebuilt seven times. This is the seventh, uh, seventh uh, rebuilding uh, of the church. Because of? Because of earthquakes. Mainly earthquakes. Mainly earthquakes. And now becoming a uh, touristic area, this church. And because of this church and uh, this map, uh, the Orthodox Church managed to build a school, a hostel, and all this big compound because of this. Uh, Just because of the mosaic. Because of a mosaic. Every tourist come to Jordan, he should visit this map, and he will visit the map. Of course, it's open for all religion. As you can, we can see uh, up is people, Muslim with veils, they are coming uh, uh, to visit this church. So what does, what does this map tell us about uh, Christianity in this region? Uh, actually, uh, this map tells us how, uh, how Jesus Christ uh, moved from the let's say, uh, from the Virgin Mary, how she went to Egypt, and also it gives us the real map, the real, the, the real map of old Palestine and the, old Holy, uh, and the Holy Land, the real Holy Land. And it, now we are using this map for the peace talks. That means the Arabs, uh, uh, yes, we go back to this map to, for the deals of the peace, uh, peace talk between the Arab and the Israelis. So, because it helps define what the yes. Holy Land is. Exactly, because this is the... This is the map. Actually, this is the map of the, uh, of the area. So that's, uh, they go back to this map, as I said. And now, you said something about, so the map is not just a geographical map. It's also teaching. Yes. Can you describe a little? Uh, this is not a geographical map. It's more a religious map, in a way. Uh, I am not an uh, expert, actually, but in dividing the map. But, just uh, if you can describe maybe some, because, like, for example, in Jerusalem, what do we see? Uh, okay, uh, Abuna is saying if it's a geographic map, it will be in a different direction, but this direction is going there, so it's religious direction. Right, so instead of north is not at the top. Exactly, north e is not. Uh, west, uh, e east is at the top. Exactly, so okay. this is a different direction. I will ask Abuna also to help me to give yes, us some sure. direction. Uh, uh, 
This is Jordan. This is the, on the left side when you enter the church is near the altar is Jordan. And Palestine. And this is the uh, Palestinian side. This is the Jordan River. You can see in the middle. This is the Jordan River. And the Jordan River is very colorful. It's got uh, fish swimming in it and uh, I guess boats. I'm not sure what they are. Uh, this is all fish actually. Different fish. kind of uh, fish. Uh, we believe that the Dead Sea, it, it used to be alive centuries ago and because of that there is a fish there because as we know Jordan uh, River it's uh, the water goes to the Dead Sea actually after Sodom and uh, Amura at low time I don't know if I can you understand me well uh, the water becomes salty. That's in okay, the Bible. I yes. see. Now, in the Dead Sea, Dead that big is the Dead Sea, and what are the pictures that we see in the Dead Sea? This is, uh, as you said, we can uh, see boats there, and that means there was uh, merchants at that time. They are uh, selling uh, salt. They, they call it uh, white gold, white gold and yellow gold, which is uh, uh, wheat and salt. And salt. Exactly. Okay. And in in Jerusalem, it's a very detailed map of Jerusalem. Yes. This is Jerusalem, and it specify all the details actually of Jerusalem. Because you can see, is the church Nablus, Nablus is Samaria. Okay. This is Samaria and Nablus in this area on the left side. Quds, Jerusalem. Jerusalem, this side, which okay. is very colorful yeah. and big here. Bethlehem, Bethlehem where the Nativity Church there. Yes, it's and this is Hebron up there. Hebron, yes. And here you can see, because of uh, destruction, we can see it on mosaic, it was the Mediterranean where we, we okay. were standing here. So the pieces, just for people who, can, who can't see it, there are the, we don't have the full map as it would have been when they first designed it. So there are pieces missing because of the earthquakes and, and the destruction? Uh, yes, because of the earthquake, that's what they managed to get uh, only. This is, but the pieces we have is very comprehensive in a way for experts to get the complete ma map. And we have maps on papers now, the complete maps, just a because we're a public of that, yes. And uh, how old would this be? When would it have been built? Uh, the six uh, after Christ, six century, six century after, after Christ. Christ, yes. And who who would have built it? Uh, it's a monk called Sulaimanos. Okay, he's the one who built this uh, church. And uh, oh, so so there would have been a church here as well with the mosaic. No, no, it was just the mosaic. Just the mosaic. When we built the church after that. Okay, I yeah. see. Um, so, but the monk in the sixth century is the one who made the mosaic. Okay, good. So, so it's and again for people on the radio, so it's Father Mandelain. Yes. Mandelain. Mandelain. You're the pastor of the church here. It's it's the Greek Orthodox, Orthodox Church in Madaba, the church where the uh, this beautiful mosaic of Madaba is. And I've been speaking with uh, uh, Raed Bahu, yes. who is the uh, regional director for the Pontifical Missions here in, yes. in Jordan. In Jordan and Iraq. And Iraq. So yes. thank you very much. Beautiful, beautiful church. Thank you.
You're listening to a special edition of Salt and Light Radio from the Holy Land. We are currently in Jordan, and I'm speaking with the Regional Director for Pontifical Missions for Jordan and Iraq, Raid Bahu. I actually wanted to ask you yes. a little bit about the work of the Pontifical Missions. Okay. Um, because we were also just at the school. Yes. Um, so tell me a little bit about the school. Yes. Uh, I'll speak generally about our work, about the yes. Pontifical Mission work. Of course, Pontifical Mission work is the Holy Father Relief and Development Agency. Uh, we do all kinds of work. We do development work, we do income generating projects, we do pastoral projects, and we do interfaith <coughs> and communication projects. We help all churches. Uh, in the area, Orthodox, Latin, Catholics, and other churches. And also we help, we help non-Christians in our social programs, like what we saw yesterday in hospital, in education, uh, handicapped equipment, and all of that. We have several programs, which is a library. It's a Catholic library, religious library. So we have around 36,000 books, the only library in Jordan, uh, beside another free public libraries, but uh, as, uh, as a private as library, it's the only li uh, library outside uh, universities in Jordan. Wow. Then we have Mother uh, of Mercy Clinic. Uh, it's in Zarka near a refugee camp. It serves around 25,000 refugees mm -hmm. uh, every year. And we have programs in the Italian hospitals, two free Italian hospitals uh, in Jordan, and also other uh, hospitals. Also, we do some, not scholarship, but support for education. We support, like, the schools in having labs, in having computer uh, labs or libraries, or in summer Bible camps, or in um, youth centers. Uh, also, we uh, do uh, ecumenical uh, researches and studies. We bring all clergies, we bring Muslims, Christians together, and we focus, we let them focus on what's mutual and what, not what differentiates uh, uh, between us. Yeah. And of course, we do all kinds of support from medical equipment for any kind of equipment right. for parishes and uh, who in need, uh, actually, who is in need. So you're supporting all. Christian activity as much as is needed here in this region? This is very important. We're in heavily Muslim country. Uh -huh. Christian, they are minority. We are less than 3%. So we say we're Christian. We don't divide ourselves between Orthodox, Latin, Catholics, Melkite, Protestant. We say we're Christian in a way. Yes. Each one can keep his faith, but at the end, we are all Christian. We celebrate one Christmas, we celebrate one Easter. And uh, we, we're, uh, we're one bond so as to be strong in this uh, Muslim world. Um, this morning we were at a maternity clinic in uh, Zarka. Yes. Um, that's a, a little different project for the Pontifical Missions because you, you own that place. Is yes. that correct? Yes. Uh, we, we own the program. The place is not, the building is not for us, but we own the program itself. It's uh, the staffing, all the operating costs, we do that. As you saw, it was heavily Muslim uh, patients, yeah. around 99%, and they are religious Muslims near the camp, served by nuns. And this is an important role for pontifical mission to let them know that it's a message, it's an indirect message, it's a missionary message, actually, without speaking. When the Muslims coming to this clinic, we see how the service we are, go, uh, we are giving with minimal prices just to let them know, feel their dignity. It's, it's a beautiful message what Christian uh, can do in this part of the world. 
if that clinic did not exist, if pontifical missions was not there to uh, support it, what would happen to all those women? Well, at least 25,000 a year will, they, uh, will have problem uh, anywhere. And at the same time, maybe they can find other places to go, but most important for us is the human and the dignity of the human and to get better service. If you're poor, it's your right to get at least good health. And yes. that's what we're trying uh, to do. And thanks God we're there. And as I said before, thanks God. It's very difficult situation economically, but God is giving uh, us, and we have no problem with uh, receiving uh, support for the, our projects, which is a miracle, I consider it at this time. It is. That means God supports what you're doing, exactly. and he needs you to do to keep uh, working. That, that's what I believe in, yes. Thank you very much, Rayed. So Rayed Bahu is the, the regional director for Catholic Near East Pontifical Missions here in Jordan and Iraq. Yes. See, I got it right this time. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye. You're listening to a special edition of Salt and Light Radio from the Holy Land. I'm Pedro Guevara Man. Our email address is radio at saltandlighttv.org. Here now is Death March from Zane Zalas's oratorio, I Believe.
That was Death March from Zane Zalas's new oratorio. I believe you're listening to a special edition of Salt and Light Radio from the Holy Land. I'm Pedro Guevara Man. Our website, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. Now, you may have heard us speak about the diocese of Jerusalem or the Patriarchate of Jerusalem, even though we are in Jordan. And that's because... The Latin Patriarchate of Jerusalem, that is the Roman Catholic Diocese of Jerusalem, actually includes four countries, Israel, Palestine, Jordan, and Cyprus. The Patriarchate of Jerusalem was created in the year 1099 after the First Crusade, but when the Holy City fell to uh, Saladin in uh, 1187, the Patriarchate was then moved to Acre, and then to Cyprus, and then to Rome. And then it wasn't until 1847 when Pope Pius IX restored the Latin Patriarchate back to Jerusalem. And as I said, it includes now these four countries, Israel, the Palestinian Authority, Jordan, and Cyprus. And it includes about 70,000 Roman Catholics in the region. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159 and XM 117. The last night in Jordan, we had the wonderful pleasure of having dinner with the newest auxiliary bishop of the Latin Patriarchate of Jerusalem. He is the bishop uh, in Amman, Jordan, Salim Saye, and we asked him what his expectations were for the upcoming Synod of Bishops on the Middle East. For this, for this Synod, first, first of all, we are preparing our people here saying that the Synod is, they are concerned with the Synod. It is for them, for their life, for their family, for the social life. Then they must be interested with the Synod. Uh, I, just a few days ago, we have a camping for uh, youth. We gave them, they were about hundreds during the summer uh, camps, uh, camps camps, not only, not only one, we gave them the text to meditate, to pray, to understand what is going on, you see, what is going on. And I am sure that uh, uh, the Synod 
will make a lot for our Christian people here. First of all, the whole world will look on Rome to see what they want to say about the Middle East and the uh, Christian presence here. And the main problem for us here, interior problem for the churches, is how to bear witness to Jesus Christ in the society. The Lord gave us this mission here. We have this mission to bear witness, how to bear witness. And that's why the first question is how to live as a Christian. Because living as a Christian, we are good witnesses. Otherwise, we are not. We are not. The second thing is for the Catholic churches, how to live with, let us say, one heart and one mind. And to, let us say, in the pastoral work, to help each other more and to give, let us say, this presence of the Lord between us, but the love we, 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 we bear for each other. So it doesn't have to do with Christian-Muslim relations? It is a second question. It is not, uh, this question has not a priority. Has not a priority. That was Bishop Salim Sayeh, Auxiliary Bishop of Jerusalem in Amman, Jordan, sharing his expectations for the upcoming Synod of Bishops on the Middle East. You can get more information about the Latin Patriarchate of Jerusalem, about the history of Jerusalem, and about the work of the church in the Diocese of Jerusalem, and of course on the uh, upcoming Synod uh, of Bishops on the Middle East at the website of the Latin Patriarchate of Jerusalem, LPJ, Latin Patriarchate of Jerusalem, dot org. And of course you can also always get news about uh, what's happening in the church, particularly of the upcoming Synod in the Middle East at our website, saltandlighttv.org. This concludes a special edition of Salt and Light Radio from the Holy Land. We've been listening to music from Zane Zalas' Oratorio, I Believe. You can get more information uh, and listen to that project. Find out how to purchase the album at their website, ibelieveproject.org. We'll put that link on our website, saltandlighttv.org slash radio as well. Remember that you can podcast all our programs at saltandlighttv.org slash radio. You can send us messages to radio at saltandlighttv.org. And Salt and Light Radio is part of the Salt and Light Catholic Media Foundation. Our website, saltandlighttv.org, has all the information you need to know if you're curious about what we do, our television programming, our documentaries, and other media resources. We are also a charitable foundation, and so we rely on your support. If you like what you hear send me an email, radio at saltonlighttv.org to find out how you can support our ministry. But most importantly, keep us in your prayers and keep our Christian brothers and sisters in the Middle East in your prayers, the Iraqi refugees in particular who are in Jordan, but they're also in Lebanon and in many places, Canada and the United States. Let's keep them in, your, in, in our prayers because without prayers, we can do nothing. My name is Pedro. Thank you for being with us. Talk to you next week, and thanks for listening to this special edition of Salt and Light Radio from the Holy Land.